This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. And as always, we're coming to you from the spiritual and soon to be financial capital of the world, Jerusalem, Israel. If you got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com. Be sure to follow me both on LinkedIn and Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel. So today we've got a really interesting program, and it's my honor to introduce Rebecca Zephyr to the show. She is the founder and executive director of the Israel Asia Center, an Israeli not-for-profit organization dedicated to informing, empowering, and connecting the Israeli the Israel-Asia leaders of tomorrow and preparing Israel for a secure and prosperous future in the Asian century. She has a lot of experience um, in media, public relations, public affairs in China, Japan, Israel, and the UK. And it's my honor to introduce Rebecca to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate that. So let's just jump right in, right? I think one of the hottest things right now is Asia. Everybody wants a piece of Asia. Um, tell us a little bit about what is the Israel Asia Center. Okay, well, before I talk about uh, what we do, uh, let me just explain a little bit about what I mean or what we do when we're, or what we're talking about when we're talking about Asia. Uh, for us at the Israel Asia Center, we deal with East, South and Southeast Asia. So if you draw a circle around India, China, Japan uh, and Indonesia, there are more people living inside that circle than anywhere else in the world outside of it. 60% of the world's population live in East, South and Southeast Asia. Um, and so it's not surprising that, you know, what happens in Asia really does have an impact on the rest of the world. We're talking about today in 2021, uh, three out of the world's largest economies, economies are in Asia. And by 2030, that will be four out of five of the world's largest economies, which is quite staggering. Um, so coming from Israel, sitting here in Jerusalem, you know, it's... Um, important for us to think about, well, what does this mean for Israel? How can Israel prepare itself for a future in which, I mean, we really are living right now in the Asian century? Um, what, uh, what's, where are the opportunities for Israel? What are the, um, the developments in Asia that Israel needs to be aware of? How can we bridge those knowledge and network gaps that exist? Uh, to create not just a stronger future for the state of Israel, but also a more sustainable future globally in this Asian century. And, you know, so what a lot of what we do is really thinking about Israel's role in that. So we um, are a not-for-profit organization. We've been running now for over 10 years, and we run a range of educational programs uh, focused on, uh, first of all, just creating more uh, 
Asia-informed, leading Israeli decision-makers and opinion-shapers uh, when it comes to Asia, helping them to understand through different events and, 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 and roundtable discussions about different trends and developments in Asia and where Israel fits into the picture, um, but to a larger extent on leadership programs focused on building future leaders in Israel-Asia relations. What's that um, so mean? That's, what kind of like, what would be an example? Because I think that's what's really interesting. Um, yeah. What would be you know, a type of programming for the leadership programs? We have a range of programs uh, for uh, anything from Asian and Israeli students who happen to be in Israel for the year. Um, and you know, we provide supplementary programs for them, providing them with the tools and the contacts and the networks to develop high level partnerships between Israel and different countries in Asia in their respective fields. Um, but we also have programs as well for established and emerging leaders uh, mid to senior level professionals. And we work with people across a range of sectors from education to business, government, innovation and technology, media, you name it, we've done it. Um, and um, a lot of our alumni, even the younger alumni who went through our programs as students are uh, you know, really playing key roles in shaping Israel's relations with different countries in Asia and have secured at this point uh, hundreds of millions of dollars of investment from Asia in Israeli companies. That's incredible. I saw that on your website. I wanted to ask about that. So give us examples of sort of like the public education and thought leadership uh, things that you do as well. Like you spoke about speaking to opinion makers. How does that work exactly? Um, look, I mean, um, there are a lot of, uh, obviously, you know, we look at, take different trends and developments taking place in Asia, whether they're economic trends or socioeconomic developments, and we look at, okay, where's the opportunity for Israel? What does Israel need to know about this? Where, what are the challenges that we're facing as a country that we could perhaps learn from certain countries in Asia who've been through uh, similar circumstances and bring in those experts and, and learn where you know, what we can learn from them, where the potential is for cooperation. Uh, we've run programs on a, a range of subjects from aging populations to, um, you know, policy, economic policy issues in China to um, um, even just, you know, geopolitical issues um, and, um, and, and clean tech and so many other, uh, so many other things over the years. I'm kind of, and do you sort of find that there's the similarities between the two regions, let's say, because you have, you know, younger populations, a lot of ingenuity, a lot of creativity. I mean, a lot of, you know, outside of sort of Silicon Valley, let's say, Israel and Southeast Asia are the, you know, the main innovation centers in the world. And again, it's driven by much younger, hungry populations. Do you find other similarities? I think, you know, look, first of all, um, it, it, Asia is not a homogenous place. Um, we're talking about a, a, a huge continent uh, with um, massive um, uh, diversity between the countries that we're dealing with. And some of them do have huge um, young populations, but many of them, Japan, for example, has a massive aging population um, that is actually affecting its economy. Um, so I think, you know, when we're looking at sort of where the similarities lie. Yes, there are certainly similarities between, you know, Israel and some of these countries. And most often there are just a lot of differences, but certainly areas in which 
where we can learn from them, where they can learn from us, and and more importantly, how we learn, you know, what what we learn about how we can work together, and then where we can co-innovate, and where those opportunities lie for partnership building, investment, and so on. Nice, uh, Rebecca. How can people get a, a hold of you? Uh, well, they can check out our website. It's um, www.israelasiacenter.org. Okay, and I'll also put on the notes uh, of the show, we'll put on your email address and the website again. You are tuning in to the Erin Katzman Show, where we speak about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. Be sure to follow me on both LinkedIn and Twitter and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're speaking about Israel-Asia relations. And I'd like to focus now on something. Um, you mentioned at the beginning that I think three out of the four biggest economies in the world currently are in Asia or something like that. And you said within the next decade, four out of five. Yeah, um, that's right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that fourth, is that Indonesia by any chance? The fifth will be Indonesia. Okay. So number one, China, number two, the US, and followed by uh, India and Japan and yeah. uh, and Indonesia. So let's speak a little bit about Indonesia because before the show we were, we were talking a little bit and you were really excited and wanted to focus on Indonesia. So let, let's focus on Indonesia. What's so exciting uh, about Indonesia? Okay, so I mean, Indonesia is a country that uh, is often overlooked, I think, by Israel. Uh, and, and it's understandable why, you know, we, we don't have any diplomatic ties between the two countries. Indonesia is the world's largest Muslim majority country. Um, but there is trade, there are trade relations between the two countries and there's tremendous untapped potential. We're talking about a country here that's spread across, across 17 and a half thousand islands, spanning 5,000 kilometers. That's the distance from London to Dubai. It's really- A little bigger than Israel. Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, it's tapped to be, as I mentioned, you know, the world's fifth largest economy by 2030. It's already the largest economy in uh, Southeast Asia, the world's fourth most populous country. And if we just look at what's happening there right now, um, just the it, Indonesia's internet economy is growing at a rate of 49% a year. It has the uh, highest smartphone adoption rate in the world, and it will reach 239 million, I believe, uh, smartphone users by 2026. Um, and it's producing um, a number of not just unicorns, but decacorns at the moment. Uh, so it's, it's a massive emerging market. Um, saying that, there's a, a great deal of potential and a need in Indonesia uh, for certain technologies in ag tech, in food tech, in water solutions, ed tech, healthcare, cybersecurity, fintech, and so many other areas. And of course, these are all things that Israel has um, and, uh, and, and Indonesia is looking for. Um, and, you know, although it's not, you know, there are certain barriers to doing business with, uh, you know, between the two countries, I think there's also, a, it's certainly being made easier right now since the Abraham Accords and, and the ability to, to really use the UAE as a, as a launch pad and a bridge uh, between the two countries to overcome some of those barriers. Um, but the willingness is absolutely there on the Indonesia side. Uh, and we'd love to see more Israelis 
um, you know, tapping into the Indonesian market. So to that end, we actually have, um, we launched a program, a new program earlier this year called the Israel Indonesia Futures Program that brings together emerging and established leaders from both Israel and Indonesia to work together to learn about each other's countries and to and to work together to, de to develop solutions to challenges in different fields and in the process uh, build long term partnerships um, facilitate uh, investment and, and also open up market opportunities between the two countries. So we're recruiting right now for the second year of that program. We're incredibly excited about the people who are signing up for that. Uh, and we'd love to, you know, what types, what, types of people are, what types of people are you looking for to sign up for that program? Oh my goodness, people who are running innovation and entrepreneurship programs, investors, uh, impact investors, people from ed tech, HR tech, um, uh, different areas of consulting. Um, uh, there's really, if you go to our website, there's a long list of the kinds of people uh, that we're looking for uh, this year for that program. Um, it's pretty broad, um, and um, yeah, it's um, really been really excited about the just the kinds of people who've been signing up so far. And as I mentioned, the deadline's tomorrow. Oh well. Um, well so yeah. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. Uh, but uh, for anyone who's interested and just intrigued, um, it's uh, it would be an amazing uh, networking opportunity and uh, certainly a very unique one. Where are you going to do that? You're going to like sort of meet in the UAE? It's all online. Oh, it's all online. It the, oh, wow. You can do it from the comfort of your office. Um, but um, yeah, the at the end of the program, there will be opportunities uh, for teams to uh, win a partnership building trip uh, to for the Israelis to Indonesia and the Israelis, the Indonesians to Israel, um, which uh, so just, you know, meeting all the people they've met online in person and solidifying those uh, those relationships. Wow, that's great. Rebecca, thanks so much for coming on the show. That's really, really interesting uh, what Thank you're you. doing. Thank you so much. My pleasure. You've been tuning in to the Aaron Katzman Show. We speak to you about your life, your money and your investments. And as always, if you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com. Be sure to follow me both on LinkedIn and Twitter. And as always, subscribe to our YouTube channel where you get riveting interviews like this one. Um, in one place, one platform for all the inter all the interviews and the content that we put out. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you soon.